Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebek, and O'Connell. There are relatively few people who have made such a significant mark on family law as my next guest. She began her career as an assistant county attorney, including work in juvenile court. Upon leaving that job, she started her own practice and ultimately joined with several other well-respected family law attorneys to create one of the prominent family law firms in the Twin Cities. She was also one of the leaders in bringing ADR to family law, and for over a decade, she has worked exclusively in ADR. In addition to her work as a provider, she is also a teacher, having taught probably a majority of the trained parenting consultants in Minnesota. She has a long history of being active in bar-related organizations as well. For example, she served as president of the Minnesota chapter of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, and she served for several years as chair, co-chair, or an active participant in divorce camp, taking it from a conference primarily for AML members to a very thoughtful deep dive into the issues that affect family law. Many of us believe that the event has made the practice of family law far more collegial in Minnesota than most any other state. Having attended some national conferences and heard stories of how they practice, I am one of those believers. I am so pleased to have a chance to talk to Andrea Nimi. So Andrea, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me for my podcast. Oh, you're welcome. So I always like talking about this stuff. Yeah, and you know, I know you do a lot of teaching and educating and you can I know I took my um, PC training from you so um, maybe that's a place we can start uh, how are your PC clients handling uh, the practice or working through the pandemic most of them I are doing just an excellent job I have some cases that were very troublesome that I haven't heard a word from I've had some that have had some issues but they resolve them quickly um, I haven't even had to make any decisions. They've always been able to come to uh, agreement on the various issues. But most of them just realize that things aren't going to be like they were, and they're finding ways to deal with it. And um, sometimes, I, you know, I help facilitate a lot of discussions around it, but in the end, they seem to resolve them um, rather quickly. So I, I've been really impressed by all my clients. That's been somewhat my experience. I did have to write one very large, uh, complex decision because of they they had multiple issues that had arisen. But you know, I th- I think for some of the for for them these probably these issues would have arisen pandemic or not. So. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I agree. So. And I've had some of those too um, that I that I could have seen coming before. And but again, they. It's a new spirit of cooperation. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that they're meeting online. If that, if people feel safer that way, I, I've wondered about that because people who have in the past been very um, anxious about meeting in the same room with with their ex spouse don't seem to have that same anxiety when they're doing it on Zoom. That's you know I have two families that the in both cases the wife just did not want to have face-to-face meetings and that you know it's extra challenging and as a pc and no no qualms it appears about doing a zoom conference yeah. so yeah um that's uh 
a new dynamic and probably good yeah. that they can interact in that in that way and in, in anyway. I did have an appellate mediation last week where I could not put them together. But surprisingly, we settled it. I have no idea how. Well, I do know <laughs> how, but but I mean, I, I when I looked at it originally, I went this will never settle. And it did. I was shocked. So that was so, an appellate mediation and you did it via Zoom also? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had the each attorney and their client in a separate room and we never met together, but we got it done. And I was, I, and and then we had an hour to spare in the timeline allowed, so I was really surprised by that. Um, now I've not ever been an appellate mediator, but I've had some cases go through it. And one, one with you, in fact. Um, and you know, those are tough. <laughs> I, I think the settlement rate can't be, you know, maybe fifty percent. I don't know what it is, but you'd think after a trial, those would be tough. I'm, I mean, the courts are clearly seeing some benefit of of putting people in that situation. Oh yeah, so they've been really successful. Okay, that's... the appellate mediations. I um, and I always enjoy them because they're they're often unique situations, and I have to think creatively about how to, you know when you've already got a winner and a loser, how do you make this work? So, but I've been doing it for quite a while now, and and sort of understand, you know, how to make it work. Cases with self-represented clients generally don't settle, but the other the attorneys usually help people along to see that how expensive and time consuming a, an appellate mediation can be. And the threat, not the threat, but the likelihood if they even prevail, it'll be a remand back to the judge that didn't treat them well in the first place by their own, by their perception. And so they want to sell it, you know? So those have been, those have been very interesting. I've always, I, I really like doing those. So you're doing all your ADR via um, video conference. Uh, one hundred percent, and I cannot see going back. Interesting. Ever. It's been um, I, I've I've been shocked. Um, had I known this a year and a half ago when I signed a new <laughs> lease that I could actually do this, I would never have signed that lease. <laughs> well, and I know but, a lot of our colleagues were really concerned that it would be much more challenging um, to settle in this setting. Are you are you not finding that to be the case? I am not finding it to be the case. No. And the other thing that's interesting is that the sessions don't take as long as they do in person. I think people seem less likely to start pontificating, you know, or or yelling at each other. I haven't had that problem because they're they seem to be in a way separated. And I haven't had a problem with people losing their tempers. Everybody just remains calm, and you know, maybe it's just that I I'm lucky, but. I certainly have noticed that, that I don't have people who would, in the past I would have had issues with as they, they tend to be a little explosive and stuff. Don't do it online. Yeah, well, um, and you do have the power of the mute button, but... Um, <laughs> you do, but I, and you have the power of the hang-up, too. I thought sure. perhaps people would get, you know, mad and just end the session. I haven't had anyone do that, you know, and it, it would be simple for them to do that, but they don't. They stick with it. Have you had so just, oh, sorry. Have, have you ahead. had attorneys with their clients in the same place much at all? Yeah, or? you mean in the in a main meeting room? Yeah, like they're they're together at the the attorney's office, and then oh, um, early on I did. I haven't had that though. I think most attorneys feel more comfortable social distancing from their clients at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't had that. I had um, one attorney told me her client wanted to do that, but she wasn't willing to do that. So. Mm -hmm. um, 
But, you know, I can put them in their little breakout room and they can talk to their attorney just as they would, right? you know, in the office. So that's been really good. I've had attorneys experimenting with different things. Um, one, they were using, um, they, ha- they, they had a cell phone communication going at the same time, kind of a a back channel going and uh-huh. it, it wouldn't have been a problem except they were, they had it on while we were together. So there was a reverb, um, oh, yeah, that would problem. Be problem. But, yeah. um, you know, I had some, they were, they were texting with their client trying to, you know, encourage them along or, um, yeah, or emailing. And, yeah. and I, I think, you know, there's, uh, uh, ability to do that. And, you know, I also find, Sometimes people are looking at your notes while I'm as a mediator and like, yes, they can't <laughs> do that. They can't do that. So, yeah. And yes. I don't think and there's anything magical in my notes, <laughs> but no, but I think as, well, as a PC, I think people are so worried about what I think or what I might do that they look at my notes to see what I'm writing down as that's an indication of something important or something, you know. I, but I'm always careful when I'm writing in front of people mm-hmm. that I don't put comments in the margin that they could see that what set them off. I wouldn't do that because my notes are public, you know, not public, but are open to the client. So I don't put stuff in my notes ever that would be something that would offend a client. Yeah. Um, some so. have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, some have, but I'm careful about that. Knows, and so... Um, so but but I agree with you. I do that. I've had had clients that that get kind of obsessed about what you're writing, mm-hmm. um, to the point where they can't keep talking to me because they're so worried about what you're writing, and um, and so that's nice because they don't have the possibility of seeing my notes. Yeah, well, you know, one the another a big concern that people have is that you know we try to meet, have our ADR processes you know just between the parties, and yeah. there's a worry that you know someone else might be lurking just out of camera range. Um, how yep. do you how do you deal with that kind of scenario? Well, I, I certain, I've never had that happen. Most people are just want privacy. I have had some situations where children wander in, but mm-hmm. the parents just you know say go away, you can't be here now. I'm on the phone yep. or whatever, and so that hasn't been a problem. And most of the time, I can see when I'm looking at their Zoom stuff. It seems like I can see a big part of the room, and you know what? So what if they're there? They're there. Yeah. I don't know what else I can do. We tell them that they can't have anyone there. But most of the people I'm working with are 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 they they live with alone with their kids. I don't know. I haven't had a problem with that. That's... And I haven't had anyone accuse the other side of having a significant other there listening. No one has seemed to be concerned about that. So So the, so you don't envision I mean this is how you envision practicing going forward. Yes. Pandemic or not. For what I do, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see doing it any other way. Well, I, I mean, you know, I have an office downtown. People don't like to drive downtown. Now they don't have to drive anywhere. Neither no, do I. <laughs> no, and, you know, it's, you know, and, you know, I've used you as a mediator and, and in other roles over the years. And, yeah, it costs my clients a lot to have me, you know, drive and factor in rush hour traffic and parking sure. and all those things. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, typically have to leave an hour before a meeting yeah. for, you know, it really is a 20, 25 minute drive. Yeah. Um, that's an expensive piece of the of the day for the client. It so is. they, yes. you know, we can focus more on just being there and, you know, doing the lawyer thing rather than the, the driving thing. So the only thing I've had come up is, especially with the children not in school, I think it'd be different when kids are back in school. Um, 
the parents going, how can I do this? The kids are around. I don't have any place I can go. But we even, one guy went down to his empty office because mm-hmm. the mom had the kids and said she could handle them, and it was well, he was supposed to have them. But he went down to his empty office, and he did it from there, which was fine. You yeah, know? I, I had, well, in fact, the case with you, my client was at the Embassy Suites in Bloomington. They have a good neighbor program that for 50 bucks you can rent a room for the day. Oh, is um, that right? Yeah. Oh. And she, so she sat there, and, and her mother watched the kids, and, and it avoided that concern. So, I mean, clients are getting creative about problem solving too. Yes, yes, yes. Well, And, you know, most kids aren't interested for very long in that talk anyway. <laughs> Especially the little ones. Maybe the teenagers would be, but... <laughs> yeah, I've seen them run in and, and get a hug, or a parent will say, oh, i got yeah. to put them on a movie or do something, to, you know, keep them entertained, yeah. and I'll be right back. Yeah. And, you know, you yeah. take the five-minute break, and, and I, it, yeah, it's, it's not been a problem. So. Most of my clients have gotten to know my cat, <laughs> yeah. who always has to do a cameo yeah. walkthrough. <laughs> well, this morning I had the smoke alarm go off. Um, oh, no. <laughs> outside... Oh, wow. Um, someone was cooking something too close to the smoke detector. So. Well, that can happen in your building too. Oh, for sure. I mean, for in sure. an office building, so <laughs> yeah. You know. So, but, well, yeah, no, I've I've been just really happy with it, and I think uh, as they keep refining these programs, it's just going to get easier and better. So, well, I, I've just been thrilled with it. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time and and giving some insight and and sharing how you're approaching things and seeing things, but. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future. So yes. thank you. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Bye. I have a special place in my heart for Andrea. When I was first starting in practice, I met her through the colleague program of the Minnesota State Bar Association. I do not know if that still exists, but in those days, we received a printed directory of all members of the Minnesota State Bar Association. In that book was also a list of attorneys in each practice area who were willing to talk to younger attorneys and give some guidance. Since I started my practice totally solo, I needed lots of guidance, and Andrea was incredibly generous with her time. I got to know her fairly well, and she and her husband even took my wife and me out for dinner one night. Over time, I began to have cases against her, or more frequently, she would refer cases to me of people who could not afford her. In addition, my first continuing ed class presentation was at her invitation. I got to speak on the then very new Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction and Enforcement Act, which Governor Ventura had just signed into law. That led to a significant interstate and international custody practice, which 20 years later is still a regular part of my practice. My next episode will focus on real estate. Realtor Don Keenan will join me. Dawn works for Edina Realty in the Roseville area. She has some interesting insights into where the real estate market may be headed in these challenging economic times. I heard things I certainly was not expecting to hear. Dawn gives reason for far more optimism than I had anticipated. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 